Thank you for joining the Home Church Podcast. For more information about Home Church, visit us at myhomechurch.org. My wife's going to come and share. I just, can I just pray over us for a second? Again, if you wouldn't mind, just hold your hands out. I just want to pray. Just receive what the Lord, um, I feel like, deposited in us. Thank you, God. Freely we have received, Lord, and so freely we give. And I just, I ask, Holy Spirit, once more, come and rest on every life here. Come and touch their hands, touch their mouths. God, that their entire body would be an instrument of righteousness. And I ask God for an anointing on their life that as they go out and proclaim the kingdom and do what you said, Jesus, and then heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers and raise the dead, God, that they would see it with their own eyes. We pray that in Jesus' name, amen. going to turn on. Um, I have a deep sense that God wants to deliver us from unbelief. <laughs> so I'm going to pray that for us. <laughs> because he's the same. He is the same. We're watching videos, but we're standing in front of you witnessing to you that we saw these things with our own eyes. You know, I've watched so many videos. I've watched so many videos of, of people being healed. And when I was there and I was confronted with these things, I was confronted with my own unbelief in God's power. And I, I know that God heals, I can say it, but when you see it, you're just confronted with this deep unbelief. I believe in America that God wants to deal with our deep unbelief in his power to heal. We have become so prideful, so self-reliant that we don't see these things anymore, but we need God. We need God and he desires to move in this way. This is who he is. This is the gospel. <laughs> he poured his spirit out. He poured the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead into his church to multiply, to multiply the efforts of seeing the kingdom come to pass. And each one of us has that spirit within us. There's nothing special about Randy Clark's Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's the same Holy Spirit that lives in every single one of us. So Lord, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would deliver us from unbelief, God, in your healing power. Deliver us, Lord. 
Deliver us. We repent, God, of self-reliance. We repent, God, of pride. We repent of presenting the gospel in a way that you did not, God. In word only, God. We bow low and in humility we say, God, pour out your spirit again on us that we would preach the gospel in word and deed, Lord. That we would freely give, God, what you have given to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for opening eyes this morning. We thank you, Lord, for tearing veils, God. We thank you, Lord, for making us doers of the word, God. Tear off self-deception, God, where we believe your words but don't move in action, Lord. Would you restore us, Lord God? I pray, Lord, that you would baptize us in your jealousy to see your kingdom come and your will be done through us, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I feel a fire in my heart. <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Raise your hand if you feel the Lord. <laughs> Lord, I bless them. God, I bless the work that you're doing in them right now. And I ask that you would multiply it. Multiply it in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I ask that you would pour out your spirit now over them more, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would pour your spirit out more over them, Lord God, those who are hungry and thirsty to see your kingdom come to pass, God. I pray your jealousy now, your jealous heart for those who are lost, God, would consume them in the name of Jesus. That not one person would be able to walk by them without them sharing the gospel in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Okay. Praise the Lord. My computer shut down. Technology is against us, but the Spirit of God is for us. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Lord. How much time do I even have? Oh, my goodness, it's 1147. Greg, I'm going to just really briefly share. You might say to yourself that I've never seen these things and that I don't have the power to do these things. And the truth is that you don't have the power, but God does, and he's placed it in you. Right? How many people will you see healed if you don't pray for people who need healing? That's what the Lord said to me there. I said, Lord, I want to see the lame walk. I want to see someone get up out of a wheelchair. And he said, then go pray for the people in the wheelchairs. <laughs> but there was this spirit of fear gripping my heart. Like, oh my God, what if it doesn't happen? What if, you know? And I just want to, I, I, I had this release this week on Wednesday when Pastor Kim came from Kingdom Encounter, he said, disciples are in training, right? We're not Jesus, but we're in training. So we're going to get it wrong, but we're going to learn as we grow with the Lord, right? So I just want to encourage you to step out and take a risk, right? Because every single time that you step out in faith and take a risk, you're going to learn. You're going to grow closer to Jesus. You're going to go grow closer to, to the things that you desire to see in him. So I felt a release in that. And I, I promised the Lord 
and now I'm standing in front of you guys saying this, that every single time I see someone in a wheelchair, that I would get out and pray for them because I want to see the lame walk. Don't you want to see the lame walk? Don't you want to see blind eyes opened? Don't you want to see the dead race to life? I mean, these are the promises of our God. He has never changed. He has never changed. These things are still happening on the earth. God is raising up a remnant that would proclaim his excellencies, that would actually have faith to do the very things that he promised we could do. Matthew 10, 8, in case you have any questions. <laughs> Matthew 10, 8 says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without paying. Now that was a command to the disciples, right? We know that. We could easily say, well, that was for the disciples. That was for them. Except we have Matthew 28, 18 through 20 that says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And here's the key. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Now, we have reduced that to morality, right? Jesus commanded them, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, and cast out demons. Don't be afraid. <laughs> he has given you the very power that you need to walk in all that he has commanded you. How often do we trust him to do that in our purity, right? In our lives and making the right choices, right? But man, I'm confronted. And I pray today you're confronted too. In that when I walk past somebody who is in a wheelchair, when I walk past somebody who is hurting, who is brokenhearted, when I walk past somebody who I know is tormented demonically, I'm in sin if I don't go to them. Just as much as if I cheated on my husband, I'm, I'm being confronted. I pray that we're confronted because unless we allow Jesus to confront us, we're not gonna see the things that he paid for with his blood. Man, there's this demonic lie. I'm, no, I'm going to make it short. There's a de the demonic lie of cessationism, right? That somehow that this has stopped and ceased, that Jesus changed. That's not true, guys. We stepped into this glorious place, but we have been, there's this hand, this demonic hand over the church in America. But I pray today that this would just be like sliced off unbelief in the name of Jesus. We have been commanded to do these things. You have been called. You have been called. Mark 16, 17 through 18, in case you had any other questions, Jesus said, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will put up serpents with their hands. If they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe... The word of God. I believe the word of God. 
But the Bible says that if we hear it and we don't do it, we deceive ourselves. You guys know that's like one of my favorite verses. And I feel like God wants to just tear that deception off of us. And I just want to lay there and say, do surgery, Lord. Do surgery, Lord. Do surgery on us, Lord. Do surgery on us, Lord. And listen, if he can, if we all lay there and let him do surgery on us, do you understand what can happen? Not just in Mastic Beach. Not just, literally, a wave will go out from this place and it will touch the nation. I'm convinced of it. I am, look. Every heart is here. They're going to go back and they're going to bring this fire. They're, they're going all across the nation. Man, come on. Like, Lord, everyone say, Lord, Lord. tear the veil. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the sick healed. I want to see demons flee. I want to see people free. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Man. All right. I have no time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I literally have like a 45 minute thing to talk. All right. Well, um, oh, Jesus. Dave, what should I do? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. All right. Turn with me then. We're, we're going we're gonna to go through this as quick as possible. Turn with me to Acts 26. I'm sorry. I just feel the Lord so strong. <laughs> Turn with me to Acts 26, 12, 18. Twenty six, twelve, twelve through eighteen. Can I, I'm just going to testify one more testimony from this past week. So many people saw. Raise your hand if you saw physical healing this past week. Uh, as you went out, um, so we um, and guys, it's not just about physical healing. It all leads to salvation. So we're not just contending for for physical healing, right? We're contending for the fullness, the sozo, <laughs> salvation completely, right? We don't want to leave out parts that Jesus died for. Yes. I don't want to. If, if you do, that's okay, but I don't want to. There was a man that came to his window grunting and groaning as we went out. I mean, I was having a hard time breathing because of... Um, like feeling what he was feeling. He was, oh, oh, he came to the window and he said, what, what do you want? And he's like, I've been in my room for three years. And I, he said, I'm paralyzed and I'm in constant pain. And we said, well, we came here to pray for you. And he said, I love Jesus. He's been with me. I've never been alone, but I'm in constant pain and I can't move. And I, you know, he said, I'm ready to go home to be with the Lord. <laughs> and, but but he didn't sound like that. It, every other word was, oh, oh, yeah. Like, we, we were kind of stunned. And, I mean, back to words of knowledge, somebody had a word of knowledge that someone felt stuck, but they were surrendered. So here we are at this, at this man's house. He had a Walmart delivery 
God is so good. And we said, can we bring that in for you? He's like, okay. So he like groaning at the top of his lungs the whole time, opening the front door. And he let us bring in the packages and we went into his room and there was just a hospital bed and everything was set up around his bed. And he was groaning and grunting the whole entire time. And he sat down and we began to just pray over him. He, he let us like really pray over him. And you know, he's, and after we said, amen, he shoots his arm up and he just starts talking and smiling and, 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 he didn't even recognize and realize that he had stopped grunting. And, and we were like, <gasps> we were in shock. And we said, are you feeling better? Like, do you, did the pain lift? And he starts dancing and his eyes are like wide and he starts dancing in his, in his hospital bed. And then he literally stands up and he's like, oh, and then he starts dancing, standing up. <sighs> Guys, it's, listen, I get it. It's really hard to believe, but, but it's real. And the only way you're going to find out is if you go. <laughs> and the only way you're going to really believe is when you lay hands on the sick and you are the one that casts out pain and you are the one that casts out demons. You must obey the Lord. This is a command. It's a command. It's a command that we go. It's a command. It's not reserved for some special group of people. This is a lie. Okay, I know where I'm going to go. Okay, so this is a lie. I'm not going to speak to you this whole thing. Yes, I am. 12. <laughs> Ready? In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. Listen, Paul was commissioned to destroy the kingdom of heaven. He was commissioned. He had a commission to go and destroy the kingdom of heaven. And then he had an encounter. 14. And when he had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. 15, and I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Jesus came, revealed himself. Saul was kicking against the goads. Scholar, that, that's a, an agricultural Greek proverb. Maybe today you're kicking against the goads. It's, it's literally, it means that, that Paul, he had something within him that was saying, this is real. There was a conviction. There was a divine conviction within Paul that was saying maybe there was something about Stephen that he, the, the, the proclamation that Stephen had given. He was kicking against the goads, a sharp thing that was trying to put him in another direction. That's what it means. He was trying to go in one direction and God was poking him to go in another direction. And I pray today that you would not kick against the goads, but that you would understand that your encounter with Jesus, that your entire life transformation is just as Paul unto something. Yes. And we're going to see what that is unto 16, but rise and stand upon your feet for I have appeared to you Everyone say, for this purpose. 
to appoint you as a servant and everyone say a witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you. Bless it, Lord. For this purpose, Jesus has appeared to us that we would witness, that we would witness to others. 17, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you. Everyone say, to open their eyes. So Paul's eyes were opened so that he could open others' eyes. Just as Paul, your eyes were open to the gospel so that you could go and open people's eyes. If you notice here, there's no apostolic commissioning, right? Paul, I, Paul did not see the resurrection. What he was told is, what you have just encountered, now go and witness. And this is where we can understand that this is for all of us. Not all of us are apostles, right? But all of us has seen the Lord. And if you haven't, I pray now in Jesus' name, your eyes would be open to him. Hallelujah. And Jesus is sending us to open their eyes. That is active, guys. That is an action. So often, we say, Lord, do it. Save my brother. Save my sister. Save my neighbor. Save my uncle. Save my cousin. And you have a testimony. You have a testimony. Your eyes have been opened. And Jesus says, for this purpose, I've opened your eyes, that the kingdom would multiply through you, that the Holy Spirit would flow through you, that you would witness. Man, listen, you were made. You were made again. You were born again for this purpose. So many people are sitting in the church bored. How could you be bored when you can heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons? How could we be bored? There's a whole world of hurting people out there. And here we are, collecting our little paychecks, building our little white picket fence and saying, Lord, why is this feel like it's not enough? Because it isn't. Because you were made for so much more. You were made for so much more. And I'm not saying everyone should every day, all day, go door to door. Unless you're, you know, supposed to do that. <laughs> I am saying in July, you should probably do that, but <laughs> you should get trained up. But everywhere we go, our first mission, what we were born again for, what our eyes were opened for is to share the gospel in its fullness, in word and in deed. And when we don't, we're not obeying God. See, we can think that we're perfect perfect morally, right? Because we're just acting the right way. But if we're not witnessing and proclaiming what God has done, we're not. And we're dead. We're feeling dead, right? I, I mean, I know I feel dead. How many of you feel who went out feel so alive? Raise your hand. I can't explain to you the fire that I am feeling right now from just going out for the past 
three days. And I pray that there would be a great increase and that you would understand that each and every one of you is called to it. Now, I understand that we have jobs and things like that. That's why we have this all week. And I'm encouraging you to, to make a sacrifice this month. This is, this is what the Lord said to me. When I have to restore things, because like, think of a marriage, yeah? When I have to restore things in the church, there's things that need to stop so that I can focus and heal it. Focus and narrow in on it. When there's issues in a marriage, you don't just keep going with your daily life and say, okay, I'm going to fix the marriage. We're going to fix the marriage. We're going to fix the marriage. What do you do? You stop and you pay attention. You pour in, you fix it. And then as you get healed, you integrate it into your regular daily schedules. And I feel like that's what the Lord is doing with this evangelism effort. It's like, Get us so on fire. Get us so used to sharing the gospel this month that when we go back into the world, we would realize and recognize that we weren't just made to make a paycheck, that we were actually made to bring the gospel everywhere that we're going, that we're actually on mission wherever we go. We're not looking to have a white picket fence and, and feel empty. We're looking, we're looking to share the gospel. These are all absolute um, uh, just uh, places where God is calling us, mission fields. Amen. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll finish here to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. We're in 18 from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I really wanted to um, break open where it says a place among those, okay? Because there's a few lies that keep us. I'm just, this is, I'm gonna end in these two, these two things because I believe that we need to understand the schemes of Satan to call us out of these things, the lies. And when we reveal these lies, we can tear them down. We can begin to choose differently, yes? So uh, oftentimes we think that there is a division between clergy and laity, right? The lay people and the clergy people, yes? Those are the people that are called to do the work of God. We're just called to like do whatever they need help with, right? And uh, in verse 18, a place among those is actually, um, it actually is the word clergy. The word clergy actually, the way that we understand it is unbiblical. The word clergy derives from the word kleros, and it's translated to mean lot, portion, or inheritance. So what that's saying is that these are, we're all clergy. Do you understand that? Because we are his portion. We are his lot. We are his inheritance. Yes? That you would have a place among his inheritance, among his people. So we are clergy. I'm clergy, but so are you. Yes? You don't need some sort of title or position to be the clergy of God. When you accepted Christ as your Savior, you had become clergy. Amen? On 1 Peter 2.9, you can just write it down. I'll read it to you. This is um, where I'll end, maybe. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So in verse 10, where it says, once you were not a people and now you are God's people, that word is laos. And that's where we get, that's where we get the understanding of lay people or laity. Now, let me ask you a question. Does that sound like it's dividing the body of Christ into a certain section of people who serve God's purposes and then just another section of people who, you know, just, you know, go, go around life believing in God? No, it says we're all laity. We're all his people. So we're all clergy and we're all his people. So let's just cancel those ideas that somehow my life is not meant to proclaim the gospel, that I, that I don't have the responsibility to witness to the gospel because it's not true. And lastly, I'll just speak this. The fivefold ministry gifts is the only place where we see the gift of evangelism spoken about. Okay. So if you it's, write it down so you can go look at it. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. These gifts are specifically given to the body of Christ so that they would fulfill the mission of Christ, to equip the body. Now, why would we need an evangelist to teach us how to evangelize and equip us if we're not called to evangelism? We don't need the gift of evangelism to have to evangelize. Do you understand? So everybody say, I don't need the gift of evangelism. I need to evangelize. <laughs> yeah, because we're clergy and we're laos and God has given us a witness. He's opened our eyes that we would open the eyes of those around us. Do you understand what I'm speaking to you? So often we have relegated evangelism to this one group of people, especially people who are outgoing or, you know, somebody who um, they really, when they go, they just reap the harvest. And it's like, no, this is the mission of the church. This is the call to those whose eyes have been opened. And listen, when you do it, your heart will be on fire. You will feel alive like never before. And I get it. It can be really scary if you've never done it before. And in America, we think, oh, you can't talk to people about, what is it, politics and religion? What? First of all, politics, are com it's completely different than Jesus Christ. Can we just... Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We possess, we possess the message of life to those who are perishing. I don't, politics can, I, I don't ever have to talk about politics again. No offense to the people who love politics. I personally believe that transformation is going to take place from the bottom up. I personally believe that you can change any law in the world, but you the only way to change the heart of a man is by preaching the gospel. And I think that the church needs to rise up. It's easier. And listen, I believe in the injustice of God. So I do believe that we go and vote for things that you feel that are unjust. Yes. But that's not how the world is changing, guys. And, and it's much easier to go into a little booth and to click, click, click. Right? Rather than actually rearrange your life rearrange your life and to speak to people about Jesus Christ.
but I tell you, you were made for it. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Awesome. Well, I think that's all I have to say now. Um, I believe that in the month of July that your whole life could change and transform. <laughs> I do. But I also know that you have to make the choice. <laughs> God's not going to force you. He doesn't force anybody to do anything. You have to choose to rearrange your life with this call that's going forth. Your life can change as much as you want. You can be as equipped as you desire. You can see many people say, man, the gospel crusade, there were people brought into the kingdom of heaven because somebody knocked on their door, because someone stopped them in the street. Can you imagine if the 12 this past week multiplies to 24? What will happen in this city? People are hungry for God. They're desperate. They're searching. They're looking for hope. And we have the message of hope. Amen? All right, so let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Mark, you can put on music. And um, why doesn't the Brazil team come up? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this exciting life, Lord, that you opened our eyes, that we would go and open others' eyes through your power, Lord. I pray, God, that every veil, every self-deception, every bit of unbelief would be left at this altar, God. That we would trust that you are healer. That we would trust that you are able to save to the uttermost. That we would trust that when we speak your name, demons will flee. That we would trust, God, that you have called us into marvelous light. That we would trust, God, that you call us your people. That you call us your clergy. That we would trust, God, that when we speak the gospel, that angels would move, God. That they would minister salvation, Lord God. That we would trust in your power through us, God. That we would believe what you have said. That it would cause us to action, Lord God. I pray now that you would deliver us from the fear of man, God, and every lie that we have been taught, Lord God. Raise up a remnant, Lord God. Restore your church back to its mission, Lord God. Revive our hearts again, God, where we have become depressed, God, where we have become lonely, God, where we have felt like you're not going to use us anymore, God. Would you renew those places, Lord God, that as we speak what you have done in our lives, that as we speak the gospel, that as we pray for the sick, God, that the fan would begin to flame inside of us, Lord God, and we would remember why we have been born again. We believe you, God. We desire to obey you, Lord. We say, yes, take the blinders off, God. Fill us again with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us afresh with your power. We long to see your kingdom come in this place. We long to see your will be done. We thank you, God, that you have spoken that this place will be set ablaze for you, God. 
So we say, here we are, send us. We thank you for this great commission, God. We thank you, Lord God. We say yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come? Thank you, Jesus. We're so happy you could join us on the Home Church Podcast. We pray this week's message encourages you to behold the Lord Jesus and bring his kingdom wherever you go. You can visit us online at myhomechurch.org, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, text the amount to 84321. Bless you.